This is the gentle art of philately, otherwise known as stamp collecting. Here's a pile of stamps carefully culled from swap meets and garage sales. Live from the Stamp Show Here Today infotainment complex, this is the award-winning Stamp Show Here Today. If you can dream it, we can collect it. Brought to you by the Southern Nevada Philatelic Research Center, a nonprofit 501c3 corporation for the advancement of philately. You can support this witless tosh by joining the Stamp Show Here Today community. The cost is $10 for a lifetime membership. We are an APS-affiliated club. Listen to the end credits for information on joining. This is Lord Cash. And this is Viceroy Mark. This is Sir Jim. And this is Lord Dave. And Dave, you're from... Why don't you give a shout-out to your stamp show and everything else? My name is Dave Blackhurst from Sandy, Utah. And I sell stamps. Oh. Puts you in the right podcast. Yes. You're also, you also run the Salt Lake show. I put on all the shows in Salt Lake and uh, know how much work. There's four of them each year that we do in Salt Lake. They're small, but they're fun, and that's what stamps are about, right? Well, that was the Absolutely. thing with, with the, Long Be or the Las Vegas stamp show, which stopped because we lost our location. <laughs> we have to wait. They literally... They came just short of doubling the price on the location, so we have to find another location. But I never was able to go to Utah because it was always opposite our show. <laughs> well, you didn't miss much. We've also had that battle of high-year rents, and um, we hate moving our show from location to location because oh, it hurts the, kills the attendance. It. Yeah. yeah, But we've been there for the last few years in the same place, and we're still going. Sons of the Pioneers. Sons of Utah Pioneer Building. Well, I also wanted to give a shout-out because the Garfield Perry stamp show is coming up. And for those of you who don't know about Garfield Perry, it is one of the, I'm going to say, top three stamp shows in the country. I mean, it is an absolute must to go to. Everybody who is anybody in the stamp community, you'll be able to meet them there. And Garfield Perry is actually... Suburb of Cleveland, right? It's in it's, Cleveland. Yeah. Oh, it is in well, Cleveland. It's by Cle yeah. I, I wasn't sure whether it was a suburb or not. Anyway, it's in Cleveland. And it's going to be August 10th to 13th. And I'm going to give them a couple shout-outs. So you guys are going to get uh, bored of hearing this, I'm sure. But I'm, I want to support the show as much as possible. They're great guys also. Also wanted to give a shout out, and I'm going to give the last name of this person, only because it's such a unique last name, and his last name is Deputy. So shout out to you, Deputy, because you could literally be, you don't have to be a lord, you can just name yourself Deputy. Anyway, he also uh, he paid for he paid thirty dollars for a lifetime membership. I guess he. Wants to live three times. He's three times more important than everybody else so far. <laughs> you, 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 get, you get to call yourself Lord, Lord, Lord. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> or Lord Duke Earl. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. For 30 bucks, we'll let you call yourself uh, anything you want. Anything you want. <laughs> <laughs> so I had uh, just one little weird thing that I found out, and this just stuck in my head. I thought it was an interesting thing. Um, we use the English language, and, you know, everybody thinks there's 26 letters, but there were actually more than 26 letters, and they dropped out of use. 
and one of the letters was called Thorn. And it originally looked like sort of a P. And they said, well, that looks too much like a P, so change it. So they made it look like a squiggly Y. And then they dropped it entirely because they already had a Y. But anyway, if you see a sign that says Ye Old Tavern, that's not a Y in the front of it. That's the letter Thorn. And the letter Thorn has the TH sound. And so if you see one that says Ye Old Tavern, it doesn't say Ye Old Tavern. It says The Old Tavern because Thorn is the. So I just thought that was interesting. So now everybody is a little smarter. Yeah. You listen to this broadcast long enough and you pick up a lot of things that are not useful in your life. Yeah. A lot of information that you never Well, actually it is. I mean, if somebody says, I'll meet you at Ye Old Tavern, you say, you, do you mean the old tavern? Yes. And they'll say no. No. <laughs> ye old tavern. Isn't there a musician named Ye? Yes. So he's yeah. the? He's not the. <laughs> okay, well, I hit a personal milestone. Uh, so we'll talk about eBay for a little bit. I just listed my 90,000th item on eBay. And just FYI, I've been on for 27 years. Well. So uh, not this isn't an anniversary or anything, because I think I, st I started in August, I believe it is. But anyway, 90,000th item. And by the way, it's a uh, set of newspaper card proofs. So, wahoo. <laughs> um, I've noticed that eBay sales, my eBay sales have gone up quite a bit. Uh, basically... I won't tell you a number. I'll give you a percentage. It, it went up about 30% because the dollar dropped. Is this, is this over a period of time? Like well, well, two months, six months, a year? Actually, it happened, I'm going to say it happens toward the middle of January to now, so over the last month. because The, the e value of the dollar changed, and right. so that raised your in And your eBay sales. gives you your sales numbers each month. You know, they tell you how much you sold. Mm -hmm. And so I I went significantly up because, you know, like I said before, starting in last October, my foreign sales pretty much dropped off a lot because they had to pay 17% more because the dollar was so strong. Now, on the bad side, that means we're probably going into a recession faster because one of the things that was keeping us out of the recession was a strong dollar, and now we don't have that. And uh, so I'll probably do another economics talk eh, soon. Okay, so we have our first question from Lord Mike V. And uh, he sent us a picture of a bunch of the 1901-1902 Pan Americans. They're all in pairs, and they all have a registry division cancel and he was asking because the cancel is very light is there anything that can enhance it so that he can tell what the date is so he can kind of identify it but he needs to like see it so that he can see what it says do do any of you know how to uh, do that well uh i'm not sure if it's still up and running but there is a website called retro reveal I believe it's retroreveal.org, 
um, where you would submit a scan of uh, at least 600 DPI of an image, typically a document or, or it could be a stamp or anything, and it will, it will spit back out um, various uh, images based on different filters that it applies to the scan. And it's remarkable um, in that uh, in that you know with a particular types of filter you can you can pick out things like cancels. Um, I'm not sure if, if it's still up and running. I think it was maybe financed by a university or something. But um, but the last time I checked, it was not running. Um, but that that's that's it a, wasn't running and di didn't get it didn't go to a website. I mean, did it just go to a four hundred four? No, I think. Uh, oh yeah, I think it was like a, a four hundred four kind of a thing. I'm, I'm I can't remember exactly, but uh, but um, hopefully hopefully that site is back because um, it was it was really cool. I think they uh, originally set it up for uh, being able to uh, read um, documents. Uh, that were handwritten and faded mm. over time, um, you know, letters and such. It was also but very helpful, those, w the, when the older letters, when they wrote over the top, diagonal or, <laughs> you know, perpendicular to the main line. And it was helped to pick those out because the different filters would pick it up differently. So we used it for letters and we've used it for stamps before. So that would be... How about our VPSC? Yeah, if you're in Vegas, Vegas, yeah, you can stop by and bring your stamps, and yeah. we'll throw them in the VSC and uh, and see what the uh, let's say what does the what does VSC stand for? Video visual uh, vi visual spectrum comparator. Right, and you know the, the machines you could buy a machine and put it in your garage. It's about thirty grand. So for probably a used one. for a used one. Yeah, that's a used one. Yeah. The, the, <laughs> the new ones are like a hundred, but you could do that, and then, or you could just come to Vegas on a junket and, you know, spend a couple hundred dollars for a room a night, whatever it is, and I can't, do it. I, I can't imagine that with the craze of genealogy going on in the world, there isn't another website that helps you look at your documents to enhance it somehow. Or I would. Yes. It would be I worth searching for. I don't know it? of one, but you would think there would be one somewhere. Well, that's my hope is that like they just move the site to another URL address or something. something like that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, RetroReveal is a free service, but um, I can imagine if you know you could charge for a service like that if you had some sort of nominal fee that you know five bucks or something like that, where um, where you get uh, a month's worth of use or something, um, because that was a that was a really great tool. Yeah. And it saves you $35,000 for buying a used VSC. Which, by the way, tell me what a VSC does. If what does it do? Yeah. I don't know. I put the stamp in it, and it shows stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. it, it provides the filters under different wavelengths of UV. So um, when, when you put it in, we start calibrating it to different wavelengths. And most of the time, what is it, about 660? Something like that. You well, can, you, well, it, it will pull up watermarks. Yeah. Um, you, cancels that have been removed or are very light. Um, repairs a lot of times show up that don't show. I showed Dave one yesterday where um, somebody would use whiteout to make the margins just pristine white. Whiteout? Whiteout. <laughs> and it didn't show. It, it, it looked like it was a great stamp. But when we put it in the VSC, it was all red. Oh. You know, it was just, 
it had obviously been tampered with. So that's a pretty good tool. Oh, it's a fantastic yeah. tool. They yeah, it, it allows you to filter between ultraviolet and infrared. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And where it originally started was with the FBI. Uh, they used it for uh, determining fake signatures, fake bank checks, things like that. So they could put a piece of paper in there and tell um, if it had been, been washed, who washed it, did they chemically remove a signature? Because if you wrote $100,000 on a check, they could stick it in this and see underneath the $100,000 it says $2.25. Yeah. I've also been told that to the naked eye, black ink looks black, but in this machine, it will show you every shade of... Yep. So if someone's forging something or trying to change something, it can show the different inks were used in different pans. And Well, it, it could either enhance to show something that you your eye can't see, or it could be used to do the opposite and take away something that your eye can see. Right, in order to reveal what's underneath, yeah. Yeah. So... Uh, but, again, that's not really an option for Mike here. Uh, well, unless you want to fly out here. Uh, yeah, go ahead and try the website. Let's see if it's up. And uh, give me an email if it helps you out. One of, the, one of the things that I did one time was I scanned the stamp. This was just in my own uh, collection. I scanned the stamp. Then I went into the scanning program and changed the the light and the image that uh, they allow you to change within the ranges. And a lot of times that would show things that you don't see with the naked eye. So he might be able to do that with that set of stamps too. Yeah, yeah. Photoshop Elements uh, yeah, has Photoshop. that ability, yeah. Mm -hmm. So like re, uh, reduce the contrast to like zero and increase the brightness yeah, to as high as it can go it. or something? Just played with it until I was satisfied that I'd seen everything that I was going to see. Yeah. But yeah. Well, we have breaking news. The U United States Post Office, it looks like they are going after the Canadian counterfeiters. The CCP. The CCP, yeah. And uh, so not doing it. I totally never expected them to do this. You know, we, we were always expecting that they would either return the mail or send it on postage due or something. And uh, they're not doing either of that. They are considering any stamp or any envelope with a counterfeit stamp on it to be abandoned mail. Now, what that means is something totally different. It goes to the dead letter office. They open it up, see if there's anything readily valuable in it. If there isn't anything readily valuable, they throw it inside of a big, huge box and then they sell the box by weight. They actually auction it off. And so somebody can buy it. And in the past, a lot of times stamp collectors bought them. When, you know, Kilaware was a thing, you'd always buy these things. And you'd take the stamps off and, you know, sell them to collectors, you know, Mystic or whoever. I don't think, it, did Mystic ever? They, they probably did. but or, or maybe there was a middleman who took it and then cleaned all the stamps off and then bundled them up and sold them to Mystic or something. But that's where a lot of stamps came from. They are not returning them, though. They're just saying, oh, well, you abandoned this. Uh, you, you can get in an auction along with a ton of other stuff. So it begs the question if uh, the 
check for the mortgage or a bill, another bill that going in the mail is considered valuable, readily valuable to the inspector that is looking at the mail. Yeah. I.e., you better be careful what you send in with those. Well, the other thing that I sort of see is, first of all, if you're sending an invoice, clearly that's not valuable. If they see the check, then they probably will treat that different. If the check is inside between a piece of paper, they don't necessarily pull out the piece of paper. They just thumb it open real quick. And so if they don't see the check, they may still throw it in the uh, you know, auctioning box. So uh, we'll see what happens. But this is, and they just did this. And when did they do this? February 15th, they announced this. This, this is does the it, first period. Does it talk about an effective date that it will start? It doesn't have an effective date here. It just says they're going to do it. Hmm. This is the first proactive uh, thing they've done, actually, when it comes to that mail piece itself. Yeah, they've they've done proactive against the websites, and I think you've had. Yeah, that. they're still there. They're still there, <laughs> but they but they've disabled some of the mechanisms to run card charges and stuff through them. So when they were aware of them, and of course then they just moved to another site, but this would be the first time the user would be penalized in some form or way. Which is what you have to do. Yeah, because if you take the buyer away, then the only people that will be buying the Canadian forgeries are forgery collectors like PSE that... Has a, a reference collection. There's a, actually a lot of for, and that's another cool thing about this is, well, it you will get a whole bunch of counterfeit stamps, but on the other side you will get so many that it'll crash the market. Yeah. Well, my question is, is what do they consider valuable? Because the moral of the story to me is, buy these fake stamps from Canada. And use it to mail out all my valuable stuff if it's going to keep going through the mail. <laughs> exactly. That, that's what I say. They're, in effect, they're taking the buyer out of the market by penalizing the buyer for using it. Which is what we've always been saying. And a lot of do. things, let's face it, you but know, it, if you send your wedding announcements out with, with uh, discounted oh. Canadian... Uh, postal and, forgeries. And all of a sudden, nobody, nobody shows to your wedding. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a big penalty because they're not going to forward that. Yeah. <laughs> Does anybody know how much of this forged stuff actually goes through the mail and gets delivered? Is there, I mean, does 50% of it, 80%, 10%? I, I, I don't I know would, of anything that hasn't been delivered. Yeah. I, I yeah. would venture to say right now the number is pretty damn close to 100%. So how are they going to catch it now? Um, I guess some electronic way of pulling out the fake ones somehow. Yeah. Well, actually, it's really super simple. Um, if it's not tagged, now the the new stuff coming out I've is tagged. I've heard it's all tagged, yeah. Okay, but the old stuff isn't, and there's still a lot of that old stuff out there. So the old stuff goes through, not tagged, goes into a bin. They look at the bin, and of course, you know, I send stuff, and I'll use stamps from the 1960s and 1950s and stuff, and, you know, that's not tagged. So they look at that, and they'll go, oh, that's obviously a stamp collector. They move it on its way. But they look at it, and they go, oh, a non-tagged forever flag stamp. Guaranteed this is fake. Guaranteed. 
And so, you know, this postal bin that they auction off may only have untagged flag stamps, <laughs> flag stamps in it. I mean, that yeah. that could be 100% of what's in it. Well, we know that they've, uh, forgers have basically forged everything lately. Yeah. You know, the commemoratives. And in, in fact, we've even seen some um, express mail stamps, the high value things mm. go through. But there, there are other ways to tell. Usually there's some a tell in the design. Yeah, but they're not going to look but that you close. Can't, yeah. But they're not going to look that close on no. those. Yeah, I can't imagine they will be using their highest paid employees to make these decisions about the abandoned mail. Well, like I said before, you, you know, you can get a monkey. You Every time he pulls a, you know, he dumps it all in. Every time he pulls out a flag stamp, you give him a grape. <laughs> well, what what I would say is that I think by putting that information out and probably starting to do it, even if it only catches the older fakes, it takes the buyer out of the market. Right. Because there's no incentive now to do that, to buy the Canadian fake if you know that there's a chance, not 100%, but there's a chance that that won't get delivered. Well, the hitch is, you know, I saved $30 on my postage stamps. My credit card company is going to charge me $40 if they don't get my payment. Right. I might make $30. I might lose 40. 40 And you go through the math in your head and you go, I'm just not going to bother with it. <laughs> it's not worth bothering. I, I have been, for the last year, I have been uh, tag checking all my incoming mail just for the heck of it to see if I could get find a counterfeit use. And I haven't been successful in doing that. Now, granted, we're only talking about a very small portion of the mail that goes through. And you would think that if there was a large mailing somewhere that was using fake stamps, that at least one of them would have ended up in the last year in my mailbox. So I'm guessing that it's not as big a problem as it could be. This will alleviate a lot of that problem, I think. This but is totally anecdotal. Yeah. But I got 12, 12? Yeah, I think it was 12. I got 12 Christmas cards or Christmas letters. And out of the 12, two were fake. Were fake. So that's, you know, what, 15%? How many people buy postage online, though, for normal home right i mean they, they go, go to the, the post, post office, office they buy a booklet of 20 and it lasts them two and a half years yeah, yeah. <laughs> especially the stamp collectors and people like that that are buying massive amounts of face they think and at this 35 percent or whatever they're buying it at nowadays but i have three uh three covers from that i've received that have uh counterfeit postage on them all three were from stamp collectors mm. yeah. i had i have two from a major stamp dealer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I wrote him back and I said, hey, you're using counterfeit stamps. He goes, damn it, that guy. And what had happened was there was a guy who came in and said, you know, I have a roll of stamps. You know, I have three rolls of stamps. You want to buy them? And he goes, yeah, we buy stamps all the time. And he bought them. And uh, so then I notified him. And uh, the guy came back and said, you know, I got 100 more. And he goes, get out of here. You sold me fake stamps. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it's the, only the, the irony of that is that he is now running fake stamps on his website. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, if, if that's it's, a joke. If it's only the stamp community using fake stamps, no wonder the post office doesn't care about it. <laughs> I mean, once every household in America is using it, they're going to get serious. Yeah. Well, this tells you that they consider it a they, serious They see part. something out there. They, yeah, they, but they, they know the seriousness of it because they're, these guys are selling may, a lot Maybe of this is their beginning of what it's ultimately going to be, uh, pulling out this stuff out of the system. I'm but, wondering if they will be, uh, if they will be forthcoming uh, as to the results of this new program. You know, it's tough for them not to be. Uh, so many people complain about this sort of stuff, and, you know, they have to go to uh, Congress to get, you know, their approval for their raising their rates and stuff. And all it takes is one congressman saying, hey, instead of you raising the postal rates, why don't you just stop taking counterfeit stamps? <laughs> You're right. Uh, yeah. As a matter of fact, here, let me read it. Uh, this is what their announcement was. Articles found in the mail with counterfeit postage will be considered abandoned and may, may be opened and disposed of at the Postal Service's discretion. So let's see what happens. But that is, that is, a, that is something that we haven't seen for a very long time. And counterfeit stamps have been out since. 2018, 2019, somewhere around there, in in abundance. I mean, you know, actual counterfeits go way back to the 1890s. Well, we talked about that last week. How yeah. the forgers and the guys that counterfeited back in those days did prison time. Yeah, they looked them. They they ran them down and. Because it's a fiscal paper. I mean, it's... Yeah, but they were only making, what, 10 maybe at a time? Well, they were making two-cent stamps, too. Yeah. But it was like the the one guy, it was a $450 million enterprise, so he must have done a lot of two-cent stamps. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, whatever whatever the case, the they would run those guys down. You can't, in our society today, you can't ever find where the source is. We believe oh, yeah, it's we Canada. Can. No, we believe it's Canada. We know it's Canada. Yeah. <laughs> we know it. Maple syrup. It, but mm. but, but Liz did it. run that picture of that <laughs> roll of stamps that was all wrapped up, looked just like one you'd bought at the post office, and then on the back it said, made in Canada. <laughs> well, no, it wasn't Canada, no, was it? It was no, another country. Yeah, it was, right. another, it was another sea company or right. country. I think Cameroon. Yeah. Let's just put it this way. They didn't have to shoot a sidewinder at it to bring it down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I've sold this story until I'm blue in the face, and I do it just because I hate Mark Zuckerberg for it. I got kicked off Facebook because I was yelling and screaming about the Chinese counterfeiters, and they saw that as, oh, you know, this is you're, you're being anti-Chinese or whatever they said. It, it was either that or, hey, these people are paying us. You're not paying us anything. We're kicking your ass off. <laughs> well, ju but just uh, in but case there's a new listener out there, Canada is a code word. Yeah. <laughs> we just want to make that crystal clear right. at this point. Like we just don't Canadian want to get kicked off of any, any of the networks that carry us. Well, actually, you know, after I was kicked off Facebook, there was a big... Postal counterfeiting uh, I, I, factory, I don't know what to call it, you know, printing house in Italy. Mm -hmm. And so they shut it down. 
and they were it was all over the mail or all over the mail it was all over the news you know big italian counterfeiting thing and then you know you listen to it a little bit listen to it a little bit listen to it a little and they go uh, we arrested nine Chinese nationals, nationals. <laughs> <laughs> like, that were printed in Italy. <laughs> it's like, so, you know, <laughs> no, I, we actually got a email from a person from Canada and says, yeah, Canada. And I go, I'm glad that you take it with the humor that it is intended. Yes. <laughs> uh, anything else? Uh, yeah, a stamp of mine <gasps> Ooh, yes. is being sold. Well, it's not your stamp anymore. Right, yeah. Uh, a stamp I discovered um, is being sold by Siegel uh, coming up. It's part of the uh, William Moose collection of U.S. official special printings. Uh, it's lot number 756. It's the uh, $20 um, special printing uh, with the specimen overprint, but the specimen overprint was chemically removed. Mm. So it's an 071S, and there's only, some, I think there's only like seven known or something like that. But it was interesting because I bought this stamp as part of a collection um, years ago. It was, uh, it was part of a Harmer Shaw auction, and it was in a, um, it was a back-of-the-book collection that had an opening bid of $12,000. It didn't sell. Um, and I had looked at the collection as well as a, a number of other people that, uh, that were at the, uh, at that auction. And I, when I looked at the, at the state department dollar values, I figured, oh, okay, these are fake, you know, and I, and I'm sure everyone else thought, thought so. So the, the lot went unsold. And as it turns out, it was a, that particular auction was a bloodbath. So, um, so I couldn't get very much. So I had to find some stuff to buy. Um, so I, I went to uh, to Chris Harmer and I and I asked to to buy the collection because it was unsold. I could buy it for the opening bid of twelve thousand. So I bought it, and uh, and when I looked at the stamps, I thought, my gosh, these are real. You know the the uh, the the you know the five dollar and, and the and ten dollar and so forth. Um, but uh, but when I w got to the twenty dollar, I put a UV light and I uh, and I saw the word specimen. You know, it was barely visible, and I thought, "Oh, that's interesting." They uh, they uh, took the stamp and they erased specimen in order, in order to make it look like a, a normal twenty dollar uh, value. I looked up the catalog value of 071S, and at, th at that time it was one hundred sixty-five thousand dollars. <laughs> 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 so I got a uh, I got a certificate, a PSE certificate, and also a uh, a PF certificate, and uh, and I sold it. Back to uh, to Chris Harmer, I sold his own his own stamp back to him, and uh, and then he he obviously uh, uh, resold it to I guess this collector, and now it's coming up for auction on uh, on Siegel's on March uh, March first or second, I believe. Okay, I have to ask. Sorry, sorry to get personal here, but what did you sell it at, and what's the estimate? Uh, the estimate is. Um, uh, it, the catalog value has dropped a little bit. The current catalog value is one hundred forty-five thousand, and the estimate is fifteen to twenty thousand dollars. And uh, and I sold it back to uh, to uh, Chris for ten thousand dollars in credit against future auction winnings. Oh, that's so, still ten thousand dollars cash. Yeah, yeah. So uh, so it will be interesting to see what it goes. So you for. bought a, an an entire back of the book collection. Net net for two thousand bucks for for no for twelve thousand 
but you, but got you get 10, 10 back. back. Right, yeah. So <laughs> two, just on that two, two grand, yeah, right, you bought yeah. up the rest of it. <laughs> so. That's like having it almost free. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, So this makes Mark the great, great, great grandfather of this stamp. Right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you'll be in the lineage of provenance right. there. Yeah, well, they, they, uh, it, it was, I'm sure it was just an oversight. They did not put, you know, X Leon in the, uh, in the description. But, uh, but yeah, it, it, it's, it's kind of fun to see that when I opened up the catalog. I thought, oh, I own that stamp. <laughs> there for a minute when Mark said X Leon, I, I was sitting there thinking, is that a different kind of UV light? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then it dawned on me what he was saying. Well, that's it. Happy collecting. We need your help. Nothing on the Internet is free, including our phone and Internet connections. So you can support the podcast by joining the Stamp Show Here Today Club. The cost is $10 for a lifetime membership. Please include your APS member number as we are an APS-affiliated club. Your support is greatly appreciated. Our brand new spanking address is 5965 Harrison Drive, Suite 6 in Las Vegas, Nevada, 89120. You left out the word glorious. Fabulous. <laughs> because you don't put that on the letter. Oh. Well, you could. You could, yeah. You could, yeah. Well, kids, that's all the time we have for today. I'd like to thank Sideshow Mel, Corporal Punishment, Tina Ballerina, oh, and from Not Landing, Miss Donna Mills. Oh, she was a sport. We've had lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of fun, but now the time has come to go. If this silkon was found dead in his bed tomorrow, I'd be in heaven still doing this show. See you some other time! <laughs> Stamp collecting happens when we dream together.